Welcome to the Jewish Education Experience Podcast with your hosts, Yasmina and Ari, who will be uncovering gems of wisdom with Jewish educators from around the world. To our audience, thank you so much. We really appreciate your support, and we appreciate you sharing our podcast with others also. If you wish to contact us, please send us an email to jewisheducationpodcast at gmail.com. Please also consider supporting our podcast financially by contributing via Zelle, jewisheducationpodcast at gmail.com, cash app, dollar sign, Jewish Ed Podcast, or by joining our Patreon community, www.patreon.com forward slash Jewish Education Experience Podcast. And to all of you Jewish educators and students of Jewish education around the world, may you be strengthened and encouraged in your holy endeavors. In this podcast episode, we're doing something a little bit different. This is a special edition episode, our 80th episode, and we're so excited to feature some clips of our most popular interviews. We're featuring the top 10 most popular interviews that we've done over the last two years. So I hope that you enjoy them. And again, thank you so much to each one of our listeners. You are continuing to help our podcast grow, continuing to bring in new listeners, and we are so grateful for all of your help and everything that you do. Rabbi Elazar Grossman. As I said there, he would always say, we talk about three things in the yeshiva. Um, the three things were, he called it, Eon, Musar, and Harbatsas Torah. And Eon means in-depth study, which means really focusing on intellectual understanding of what you're learning, not about how much material you master, but on how well you can comprehend it. Uh, which is kind of abstract, and it takes a while until that idea sinks in, but you're not measuring pages or chapters, but you're really measuring quality, number one. And number two is most of the whole approach, the idea of a focus on character development. It's an integral part of Torah and a subject of itself, which is a subject or the subject that's primary, and what you study and how that creates a lifelong approach. And the third thing is Harbatsas Torah, which means sharing, sharing the Torah, that it's uh, a natural progression from studying to teaching, that you study and then you go out and teach. It's not a career choice. It's not something you might want to do, but it's the automatic follow-up to your study. And those three things, you know, it's, it's so simple to say over, but it really defines everything that I learned for that you know, decade plus that I spent at the yeshiva. That's my, uh, uh, you know, that's the summary of, I think, where I come from in terms of Torah education. Rabbi Gil Pearl. You know, what is education? Education, in my mind, is about preparation for the future. It's, it's preparing generally kids, but it can be adults as well, um, for some next stage, for whatever it is that, that they're going to do or want to do next. Um, and, and I think this often gets lost. I think that... You know, all too often, we're, when, when thinking about how best to educate, you know, we're often thinking about the present or sometimes even the past, you know, the, how we experienced education and what education looked like when we went through it rather than thinking about the future that our, our students are headed to and reverse engineering from there and asking ourselves, what are they going to need to best succeed in the world that they're headed to 
And now how do we give them that set of skills, you know, and, and those desires and, and habits of, of mind, habits of heart that they're going to need to succeed in that world. And um, again, in, in my opinion, to, to succeed, to be a successful Jew, it is to, is absolutely to have God in your life, to have um, God play a central role in your life. And if that's the case, then it needs to be part of the preparation that we're giving kids now. Rabbi Moshe Yosef Gewurz. When you share Torah with people, it's the best thing you can do for them. It's, it's better than, uh, even better than music, even better than candy for kids. It's the best thing. The Rambam said, Maimonides says that we discover we, uh, a love and an awe for God primarily through two things. One is through um, science, through, through studying the creation, and also through Torah. Some people feel that there's a, um, a conflict between the two, and uh, there are plenty of books to talk about uh, the fact that there really is not. There are challenges, but, not, but no conflict. And um, I read some, when I was uh, a teenager, I read some very, very important books uh, about, uh, about this. Uh, I mean, Leib Kellerman has some books today that are very popular, I'm sure you, you know about. But uh, the more one is impressed with Torah, the beauty, the, the depth of it, um, and there's nothing in it. There's nothing like it in any other religion. And uh, you can do some comparative religion. And uh, the books that I mentioned talk about that. But uh, it's, it, the way you get the, uh, the connection to, to Hashem is through, uh, both in emotionally and intellectually, philosophically, is, is through uh, studying Torah. Keep studying Torah. Musr is very important because when you study Musr, you learn what you are about. You, you can identify your emotions. When you wake up with a, a bad day, you know why you're having a bad day, and you know how not to share it with others. So it's, it all comes from, uh, from Torah. Danit Shesterman. Taking a child, looking at the child, believing in the child, having the child believe in themselves, and letting them know how much they are capable of doing. It's not about a subject. It's not about filling them with information. It's not about spoon feeding them facts. It's about making the child almost into a vessel to just receive whatever they learn. Because you can take a classroom full of kids and each kid is going to have their own experience in that classroom. We educate. It's very important also to me as an educator to be an example of just a good human being for kids because kids are so smart. Kids are so smart. I think if I think if educators understood how perceptive and smart kids are, I think the whole system would be completely different. I think it's so important to have a relationship with your students and connect with your students. It's not about controlling your classroom or your students. It's about controlling the environment. And by controlling the environment, the way you control it is by, by connection. And when, when you trust your students, they feel trusted. And uh, uh, there's no power struggle. There's no battle because when you have a connection and you have trust, it just, it works. It works. There's, there's no, the kids aren't afraid. They feel comfortable. They feel relaxed. They feel like you believe in them. They feel 
it's it, it really just and I'm saying this from full experience that when you when you have that atmosphere in the classroom that's education that's when your child the, the kids are so ready and willing and open to listen and to learn and they they want to hear what the teacher has to say because there's just this mutual respect that's going on rabbi david wolpe teaching i think is a little bit like being a quarterback that is you throw the football ahead of where the receiver is when you throw it because you know that the receiver is going to keep moving and sooner or later they'll catch up with the ball when i teach kids i try to be a little bit beyond where they are because that way they have room to grow into the concepts. Education takes a lot of different forms. If it doesn't somehow reflect itself in the way you move through the world, then you haven't truly learned something. That is, if I say that I've learned something, I'm not talking about abstractly about history. I'm talking about if I've learned Torah and it doesn't show itself in how I act, then I don't know if that's real learning. And so I sort of define education as learning that which changes you inside and outside. Ruchi Koval. So whenever you need to define your terms, it's important to distinguish if you're going to be doing that in Hebrew or English. And the reason I say that is because English is a language that morphs and changes over the years, like every other language. Um, and modern Hebrew is the same way. Modern Hebrew changes and morphs. I, I'm always amazed when I go to Israel and I hear so much Arabic and, and English slang um, mixed into Hebrew. But if you're going to look at the biblical word, chinuch, so biblical Hebrew doesn't change. And the same thing that something meant, you know, 5,000 years ago, it still means the same thing today. So chinuch, which is a biblical word, which is what education means, um, it comes from the word training. L'chanech, it's, it's a word that's used for army service. When when Abraham in, in the Torah was preparing for army, it says chanichav, his trainees. Right. And so it means to like train somebody for a particular task. And, and the word Hanukkah is also from a similar root. And it means like to, to dedicate or prepare like that. In that case, it's the dedication of the temple. And so the common theme here is that you're preparing for a future purpose. And so in that case, it's very much like a long-term growth process. You're not talking about something that's a quick fix. You know, like uh, you go to a makeup artist and in, you know, a half hour, you've got total transformation. Well, it doesn't work like that in the world of education. There is no total transformation. And so education is a long term process. And that's why, like, I'm really glad that I'm doing community education because you really get to stay friends and stay in relationships with people for decades. Rabbi Gamliel Respis. I strongly believe that the family and the home are, are so vital and so important to, to education. Uh, we have been able to survive as a people because of education. It, uh, the Torah it stresses uh, over and over how Hashem commands us and tells us that we are to tell our children, tell our grandchildren, and just continuing to pass on, continuing to educate them about uh, you see at Misraim and the uh, experience of the 40 years and how Hashem has uh, the, the uh, covenant and breed with our, our forefathers, Abraham, Yitzchak, and, and Yaakov. So, you know, it's important. Uh, we're reading Devari and Moshe Rabbeinu is just stressing to uh, this generation how important it is to tell their children, tell your grandchildren, 
what you know what your forefathers experienced. So it's definitely uh, the foundation, the key to I think to our survival. Uh, one of the keys, anyway, is our the, the family education. Daniela Quinn. Where I stepped into a classroom as on the other side. I would have said education is learning things, knowledge, facts, information, teaching how to do well on a test, preparing them for that. But I think education is a lot more education, at least from my point of view, providing them for tools for life. Like, do I necessarily remember every single lesson that my teachers taught me as in this person said that to that person? Or if you mix this chemical with that chemical, you get this effect. No. But I think there's something underlying every single thing that is taught in a school, which is core lessons that we take out and keep with us throughout our lives, whether it be, I don't know, I'm trying to think like how we learn about the forefathers, right? We learn about them every single year. No, maybe we don't remember every single story we're told, but it's drilled into us the positive character traits that we ourselves now want to embody. And also, aside from just like the lessons themselves. Going back to what I said before, teaching a lot is also just teaching them how to interact, how to be respectful to one another. Even at an older age, like even high schoolers, I think that they can learn how to be around their peers, how to treat their peers with respect, how to have intellectual conversations, how to be open to other people's ideas. Onit Zisserman. I I mean, education can be something passive. Education can be something that happens to you when you are walking through a garden and you notice that a bee goes from that flower to that flower and, you know, sit there for a few hours and figure out what's going on. Education can be self-teaching. Education can be um, reading a book, talking to other people and gaining information. I mean, we're all basically, I think it's okay to confess that we all have this like phone addiction. And I sometimes think like, yeah, okay, there are people that are sitting with their phones playing games all day. I think most people are surfing the web. And that is an educational experience too. You're you're filling your mind with information. Some of it could be useless and some of it could be just phenomenal and life-changing. But I don't remember ever sitting with an encyclopedia reading in front to back. So there's something about that experience of getting information in your brain really fast. <laughs> scrolling through your phone. But I, I I think education is something that could happen to you. And if you're an educator, then that's a huge responsibility because you are giving over what you think to someone else. And that is a huge responsibility that we have to be very conscious of. Again, I would say I keep kosher. The Torah explains kosher like this, as opposed to you should be, you need to, you didn't, you're wrong, you're not allowed. Now, when I'm saying this, I feel like a hypocrite because I'm thinking, but that's not how I talk to my own children in my house. It's a different responsibility. But Sheva Frankel. He particularly is, right, the, the transmission of Jewish wisdom, Jewish text, uh, how to connect spiritually with God, how to connect to Jewish people. There's so many things, but it's really just about an exchange of information. And the reason why I say exchange is because we often think the teacher is giving to the student, which can be true, but the students are also giving to the teacher. And the teachers, if the teachers can allow themselves to be open, I've been blown away 
by things that my students have taught me. So blown away. And so I really think that in, in that sense, it's an exchange. But I also think that the best of Chinuch should be about teaching people how to think critically, how to open their minds and go deeper instead of just being like fed information and just like, I, you know, you're the receptacle, I'm giving you this information. Um, I, I really think it has to be deeper than that, especially for Judaism to continue and thrive.